Hello again, and thank you for tuning back into this third episode of the Old Code Podcast. This episode may sound a little different uh, from the last one. I'm using a different microphone, so if things sound a little weird, now you know. Uh, In our previous episode, we discussed the more classical understanding of what the Transcendentals were. Yeah, truth, goodness, and beauty. If you haven't listened to that episode, I would invite you to do so. Um, in this episode, we'll be discussing the more modernist transcendentals. Those being perspective, autonomy, and appreciation. Perspective, autonomy, and appreciation. I want to make a correction to the last episode. Uh, last time, I think I told you that If you liked what you heard, and if you enjoyed listening in, feel free to share it on social media. I'd like to make a correction to that. Uh, I'm trying my utmost to steer clear of social media and stuff like that. I recognize that stuff like Spotify and YouTube are both forms of social media, or at least they've kind of been social mediaized. But I really want to encourage you to share it directly with someone that you know if you happen to like it shoot them a text send them the link it's easy but share it directly with them the hope of this podcast isn't just to stir up hope and encouragement it's to encourage genuine conversation that's why I try to format this podcast the way that I do because I want this to feel more like a genuine conversation or just us chatting I want this to feel authentic and therefore I want it to stir up authentic conversation if you think you know someone who would enjoy listening to this send them a text share it it's easy enough uh which, speaking of, I we are now available on... This is now available on both Spotify and Apple Music. And I believe one other... Uh, one other source, I think it's like Overcast or something like that. But, um, yeah, so... We're a little bit more available to hear than we were before. And with that being said, let's dig into the topic. Uh, I want to contrast the modernist transcendentals with the classical transcendentals, so I'm going to go through them one by one in the same way. Uh, Where we once had truth, we now have perspective. The marking thing about perspective is that there's nothing objective to it. Uh, It is solely contingent upon the individual. Perspective is shaped by your experience, effectively. That is, your memories, your subjective experiences throughout your life, your culture. Uh, It really is your vantage point on reality. So truth is rendered effectively unknowable, and I'd like to be able to do an episode on that. I believe I mentioned on uh, kind of the divorce from reality and knowledge, but... Instead of truth, we have perspective, and perspective is just the way you view the world. It's me looking at 
a particular thing or a topic or an issue and saying, well, I don't necessarily know the truth about it, but here's my perspective on it. And the big thing about perspective is that since it is entirely subjective, it is equally viable amongst all peoples. Wrote a paper a little while ago on empiricism, effectively, and in modernity, with empiricism, we don't necessarily have a verification of a particular thing through perspective, but we have a democratization of reality. We have effectively enough people looking at the same thing and saying, this is all our perspective or our perception of the thing. And with enough people, and again, that's kind of the whole point of a peer study, is enough people, you are able to ratify that this is the mass understanding of the thing. So we have, and that's really where we get cultural perspectives as well, um, which is effectively in modernity where you get cultures. Uh, it is not inherited traditions, it is a inherited cultural perspective on a given topic or thing. So really that's perspective. It's not anything inherent to the thing, it is solely based off of the subject viewing the thing. So that gives us uh, an easy segue into autonomy, since perspective is founded upon the individual and the individual's perception of a thing. Autonomy is really the, the virtue of the desire to have a lack of infringement upon the individual themselves. And when I, when I say that, I mean any limiting factor to the individual's ability to choose. So goodness, again, we're contrasting goodness with autonomy. Goodness is built on the idea of what something ought to be. Truth is built on what is. Goodness is built on what ought to be. Autonomy is built on what something can be, ultimately. In, in a very real sense, autonomy is built on what can something be. Uh, and anything which hinders that process of something becoming what it can be that is that is a cardinal sin in modernity uh, we, we think back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs self-actualization is a cardinal need for humans in such a schema the idea of somebody else's will being infringed upon then is one of the worst sins you can possibly commit in modernity uh, and you can even see that really in the way modernity treats every possibility for choice and you can even see that in something like the transgender debate the uh dietary restrictions when you go to a restaurant everything is about preference everything is about and preference is built on autonomy it's what do I want which 
I would like to flesh out these three all in context within one another, but autonomy then naturally leads into appreciation. Uh, appreciation has nothing to do with the actual thing in and of itself. Again, as much as perspective has nothing to do with truth and the, the truth of the matter, as much as autonomy has nothing to do with what, what one ought to do, but rather what one can do, appreciation has everything to, has nothing to do with the thing itself and everything to do with the fact that it appeals to the individual so appreciation really isn't saying yes this thing is anything in as much as when you say something is beautiful you are saying that this is true and this is good appreciation is simply saying this thing appeals to me this th it is affirming this thing can has attributes which appeals to either my senses or my rationality, my mind. It appeals to my emotions. Uh, it's it's not actually saying anything about the thing, but rather you're saying something more about yourself. You're not saying anything that say that says yes. I like this thing, or you're starting the thing, the statement with I, I appreciate this thing. Um, and there's nothing wrong with being able to, to give reasons as to why you might appreciate something. It really isn't. But the problem is that we've allowed ourselves to define beautiful things by how we appreciate them instead of appealing to something greater than the thing itself or greater than ourselves. So really, when you circle back to all three of these particular things, you're not appealing to anything greater than yourself. You are necessarily self-centered and self-focused. With perspective, you're appealing to your own experiences, to your own thoughts, to your own everything. With truth, you're trying to get to the heart of the matter. You're pursuing something outside of yourself. With autonomy, you are appealing to your own personal rights as opposed to your own personal responsibilities. I have the right to not be infringed upon as opposed to I have the responsibility to act in accordance with truth and goodness and, uh, and beauty. With appreciation, you are not appealing to either of those two things, you are appealing to the fact that this thing titillates you or tantalizes you or just appeals to you in some way, shape, or form. And that's really one of the reasons why modern art flourished. Uh, modern art, the premise behind a good deal, especially a deconstructionist and post-structuralist art is that it is effectively a collaborative effort between artist and viewer. For modern art, there is no inherent meaning to the art itself, but rather what the viewer might bring to their perception of the art. Uh, and that's, again, this is, this is a problem because when it divorces any onus put upon the artist themselves to bring 
meaning and bring attempted truth, goodness, and beauty into the world through their art. Uh, and so we build our virtues not on anything inherent to the things themselves, but rather upon us. We build our virtues in a very self-centered manner. And not just, when I say self-centered, I'm not just saying selfish, but it's self-centeredness. It's viewing yourself as the center of the universe. Um, yeah, so there's a whole lot, there's really fascinating political and cultural uh, extrapolations that we can make out of this. So again, I already touched on it briefly, but with science, perspective reigns as king. There's no, there's no truth, really. There's just perspective, seeing as how in 20 years, if another peer, another critical evaluation of a study wants to go through, evaluating the veracity of a particular study, uh, you can absolutely overturn something which was considered scientific truth. Up until the 1980s, there was there were studies that demonstrated that women had fuller and thicker corpus callosum in their brains. I believe the plural would be corpus callosi or callosa. Anyway, uh, that this structure in the brain between the two low uh, between yeah the two hemispheres sorry of the brain was thicker in women which allowed them to multitask easier and to do all the maternal things easier. Right around the 1980s, there was a study done that said that their methodology in the early 1900s that established this fact, and you can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes, fact, uh, they said that this idea had been overturned and it never had any validity. So... Again, something that was held as fact, as truth, was overturned just, you know, within a century. So scientific-wise, it's all perception and perspective reign as king. Autonomy, again, you can see this in the political area. Uh, autonomy has become more and more and more uh, king in terms of how politics and society works. Uh, anything which infringes upon my ability to act in a particular way, anything that infringes upon how I desire to live my life, that's, that is oppression, and oppression is always bad. Uh, never mind the fact that speed limits impose upon us, speed limits impose limit our freedom to go as fast as we want to, but we all agree they're probably a good idea if we want safer roadways. And perception, or uh, sorry, uh, appreciation has really, really done a number on the art world, like I already said. Um, because it's all about how does it appeal to oneself, and not just the visual arts, but the, the physical arts musical arts. These are all things that are not built on the inherent value of the thing themselves, but rather built on how does one 
how are they hoping it will be received? So when the great classical composers were creating music, it wasn't always about how is this going to be received by the audience. It was more about how can I make the most beautiful piece and piece of music than I possibly can. Uh, going back to autonomy, where it again I want to contrast right and responsibility. So goodness bears responsibility, autonomy bears rights. Where in earlier days, if you fathered a child, your responsibility was to take care of that child. If you fell pregnant, you your responsibility was to bear that child and to take care of that child. Now, your right in terms of autonomy, if a man wants to abandon his family, he's perfectly able to do so. If a woman wants to abort her unborn child, she has the right to do so. Why? Because it's founded on their autonomy, because it's founded on their premise of liberty. Uh, I don't really know if I have anywhere else to go with this episode from here. Uh, I'd, I'd love to be able to touch on concepts of Marxism, perhaps in the next episode, or the Frankfurt School in terms of post-structuralism and neo-Marxism. But I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens next time. In any case, I'm going to repeat what I said at the beginning of this episode. If you liked this episode, if you thought it was helpful in understanding certain concepts, feel free to text it to a friend. Feel free to email it, too. Email exists. Don't forget good old Gmail. Um, or if you got a Yahoo or a Hotmail, extra props to you. Uh, yeah, feel free to share it directly with somebody that you think might enjoy it. Uh, that's the whole point of this endeavor, is to stir up encouragement, conversation, and ultimately hope. So I'll leave you with the questions of, instead of perspective, how are you going to pursue truth? Instead of autonomy, how are you going to try to live a good life? And instead of appreciation, how are you going to find the beauty that is in the thing as opposed to how it simply appeals to your senses? And that's all I got for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Old Code Podcast, and I'll see you next week.